Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch today, I'm excited to have Serag. Serag is the co-founder of Wasla Browser. Welcome to the couch, Serag. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, very excited uh, to be here and to tell you a little bit more about uh, about Wasla and what our vision for the future is. Yes, yes. Really, really amazing. I, I think it's a pleasure of mine that you're here. On Startup Couches, we talk to founders, they have, we have them on the couch, they talk about the products they have in the market, talk about the journeys that lead, led to them building these products and you know how these products are kind of impacting our communities, right? So jumping right into this discussion, what is Wasla Browser and how does it all work? Sure. Um, so to put it simply, uh, Wasla is the first browser to be built um, in Africa or the Middle East. So it's uh, kind of the first homegrown browser that's kind of built uh, from the ground up to help solve um, common problems that internet users across the continent face. Um, primarily, we focus on helping users um, save money online. So we do this by uh, creating a cheaper and more accessible way for users to access the online world. We're able to help them save approximately 30% uh, from their data costs. Uh, which makes kind of users spend more time online, uh, gets them engaged with new online services, and gets them kind of participating in the online world in a more accessible way. The second thing that we do is, um, uh, and kind of more recently, is we help users save money online through automated discounts and cashbacks. Um, so, uh, over obviously, over the last 12 months, there's been a surge in e-commerce and we wanted to kind of uh, help our users participate in e-commerce and start uh, trusting uh, online commerce and and um, and just to enable that uh, in, 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 a, in a better way. So recently we've launched a series of products uh, focused on uh, helping users save money while they're shopping online. Uh, today we have access to over 300 uh, e-commerce merchants um, that kind of use, use Wasla to reach kind of new customers in, in Egypt. Oh, wow. Okay, that's amazing. So, new browser, first browser to be built in Africa. This is really, really um, amazing work, right? So, I think the very first thing you mentioned about how it is different from other browsers is because it's, it is optimized to save data. You said on the average it saves 30% of data costs compared to any other browser that's out there, right? Correct. Yeah. So Correct. I think I think the um 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 the next thing I would like to know is um how is the product delivered? Is it going to is definitely going to be like um desktop apps, mobile apps, um and you know how yeah. how how has people how has you know the reception been? When 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 did you start this business and how has it been so far? Sure. Uh, so we kind of started working on this uh, more than three years ago. Um, oh. The product has the product has been in, in the market for almost uh, two years, um, two years now. Today we have over 1.5 million users, um, oh, wow. and and this is uh, primarily through our Android um, uh, Android app. So it's a it's um, it's an app that you download from the Play Store, uh, just like you would download Google Chrome or, or any other browser through. Uh, the Play Store. Recently, mm-hmm. we've um, we've also released a desktop extension. Um, so not necessarily a native desktop app, 
but an extension that's uh, compatible with any Chrome-based browser. Um, mm-hmm. And and uh, kind of for us, uh, those are our two um, uh, two core products at the moment. And we should be rolling out iOS hopefully by the end of this year or early next year. Um, our growth has been primarily from Egypt, um, just because kind of we're integrated with the telecom operators here. And that's how uh, we're able to kind of offer the subsidized uh, subsidized internet. We are planning on launching in Nigeria um, over the next couple of weeks and something that we're super excited about and um, something that hopefully we're going to be announcing officially um, very, very soon. But we're we're super excited to start expanding into new uh, markets with a focus on Africa and kind of bringing our products um, uh, to more people across the continent. That's, that's that's pretty pretty amazing um and so how do you how do you view how do you um categorize customers right how do you see customer segments like who are your main sure. customers sure so 65 percent of our user base is under the age of 25 um so obviously uh, a big focus for us is kind of millennials and, and generation z um kind of that that uh, have, have very familiar with the online world they're already connected, uh, but they don't necessarily have the means to stay connected for longer. Um, and especially over kind of the last 12 months, the need uh, for people to study online and for them to work uh, online remotely um, was very, very important. Uh, so last year we saw tremendous growth uh, just kind of because of COVID and the repercussions um, of how kind of we work and, uh, and live and study. Um, but um, but yeah, uh, uh, our customer segments, uh, we have five main uh, segments. The majority are under the age of 25. Um, in terms of so- socioeconomic class and demographics, um, it ranges, but obviously we focus on, on mass markets. Um, um, so yeah, um, it, because we're a browser, it, the, our segments are quite broad. Um, yeah. but, uh, but kind of what's common, uh, what's common across all of them is um, is their age. Uh, we're very distributed geographically across of Egypt as well, so not um, we're present in all major cities across Egypt. Um, but yeah, uh, because it's a generic product and kind of it applies to all these different people, um, we have kind of a very broad uh, user base. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I think this is really, really. A very very interesting product. I've never really thought about um, browsers outside yeah. the scope of, say, Google. So, yeah. um, you know, how do you manage um, things like search, right? Yeah. Um, you know, do you still need to plug into um, third parties, <laughs> maybe like yeah. Google search, you know, or things like that? How, how are like the normal regular things people do on their browsers? How are they, how is it different at Swasla? Sure. Um, so a couple of things here. Uh, our search is powered by Google. Uh, so we've okay. had um, a deep rooted partnership with Google uh, since since we've started. Um, so the search results that you get from Muslim browser are kind of the normal search results that you would get from any other um, uh, browser uh, that, okay. that kind of you, you'd use. Uh, but something very important and something that you touched on is for a lot of people kind of google chrome or or whatever browser they use that's kind of the mainstay but if you look at kind of the average person in, in emerging markets uh, in, in emerging markets um, 
they don't have uh, a particular affinity for browsers. And this is for, for a very simple reason. If you think about it, kind of the first online experience for me and you, we were probably sat behind the desktop. The only way that we could get online was through a browser. There wasn't another option. Uh, but today, especially with the target audience that, um, that we're going after, these guys are mobile first and they're social media first, right? So they completely mm -hmm. bypass the browser. It's, it mm. wasn't an essential tool for them to start accessing the online world. These guys spend most of their online time on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram, etc. So for them, there there is absolutely no affinity for a browser. They'll probably use what comes pre-installed uh, on their phones, which in most cases isn't Google Chrome. It's uh, Phoenix browser, it's UC browser, it's Samsung internet, um, yeah. and, and kind of one of, uh, one of these others. So it's been super easy for us to be able to convince uh, users to download us um, and to kind of use us as, as, as their main browser because it's a, there, there is a gap in the market and kind of users don't have particular loyalty. And this is, this is specifically for mobile browsers. On desktop, no, it's, it's very, very different. Right? People are very particular about their desktop browser. They care what they use. But on mobile, it's, um, it's very, very different in emerging markets. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, that makes that makes perfect sense. So, how did you start this? I'm very curious uh, um, yeah. about you know how you started this. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so building kind of the first uh, first browser uh, uh, in the region. Obviously, a lot of people called us uh, crazy, and uh, it was uh, maybe a little bit far fetched uh, at, <laughs> at the beginning. Um, but essentially, I've been a, a, a we're three co-founders uh, first of all. Um, the three of us uh, come from diverse backgrounds, um, but one of us was an investment banker, uh, Mahmoud, uh, our CEO, and Taimur and I kind of come from a tech uh, tech background. Uh, we were both at uh, we were both at uh, Rocket Internet in, in, in Dubai. Uh, before that, uh, Groupon, oh, Task nice. Spotting, and uh, uh, Groupon, Task uh, Task Spotting, Reserve Out, and a couple of uh, tech companies in the region. Uh, so we've 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 been lucky, um, and the three of us studied abroad. Um, so we didn't study in Egypt. So for okay. us, kind of internet accessibility and internet access was just a part of life, right? It was so easy. You never kind of really had to think about um, how much it cost or, or or anything like that. And yeah. kind of every time you, you you'd come back to Egypt, there's something that kind of I, I witnessed that, that that really changed my perception. Is um, a large kind of majority of people. Um, when they leave their houses or when they leave their their offices, they they switch off their their, their data, right? If they're not in a Wi-Fi zone. So what ends up happening is people have these really expensive smartphones, or not maybe not really really expensive, but relatively expensive. They have these smartphones, but they're using them as as dummy phones, right? Most yeah. of their their time, they're they're unconnected uh, if they're not kind of uh, if they're not in, in a Wi-Fi zone. So when you start kind of digging, digging into the data, you find the cost of, of one gigabyte in Egypt, for example, is the same as, as, as what it would cost in England or Spain or, or in the West. That for me kind of didn't make, it didn't make a lot of sense. Um, so, and this was kind of a major problem. You had all these people that smartphone penetration was increasing, but kind of internet uh, accessibility was still lagging. So for mm -hmm. us, this was a major problem and probably one of the largest problems uh, that, that, that you could tackle and we kind of wanted to build a, a product uh, that that tried to solve it or tried to, to solve it in uh, some way um, so yeah we we put together we had that idea over summer um, we put together an mvp in a couple of weeks 
Mm. We went outside one of the largest universities uh, here in Egypt, uh, Cairo, Cairo uh, University, with T-shirts that says, "Do you want uh, do you want cheap internet or do you want free internet?" Something like that. And we got maybe something like three uh, thousand downloads in, in a matter of an hour. Um, wow! Yeah, so we knew that uh, we knew that, there, that yeah there there was something there, and yeah, um, kind of we took the next six seven months. Uh, building the product and uh, launched, uh, and yeah, today over 1.5 million people. Um, majority is organic, so around 50% of this growth has been completely organic. And yeah, I'm super excited about the next phase. Wow, that's really really amazing. That's actually really amazing. Um, I think that's actually really inspirational. Also, the journey. Um, it comes from a personal point. It comes from seeing um, what data costs are, and you know how you know and asking how can we make this better? How can we make this more 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 effective or more efficient for the average person in Egypt? You know, and that's how this was born. And 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 the the assumption that internet services are relatively expensive in Africa is still true today. It's still yeah. true across a lot of markets in Africa today. So, like, this is really, really spot on. Um, and so, how how have you been growing Wasla Browser? Um, have you been raising money? You know, I think yeah. Um, the last the last record of fundraising I saw about Wasla was um, in 2019. How's that been going now? You know, yeah. are you trying to raise more money? Where's the company at today? Like, looking back. Yeah. To the two years ago to now, how would you say you have grown Wasla Browser? I mean, aside the fact that I know that now you have 1.5 million users, you know, yeah. um, in terms of like team size, in terms of like structure, in terms of like yeah. how, you, how much you're raising, how where are you right now? Yeah, it's definitely been a, a been a it's definitely been a crazy ride. Um, today today we're we're 35 people, um, so we oh, grew wow. the initial. Uh, from three or four people today, we're 35. Um, we're we're starting to, to also set up a, a local team in Nigeria as well. So we just made our first uh, hire uh, there, um, our country oh. manager. And um, in, yeah, in total, we've raised 1.6 million dollars uh, um, uh, to date from uh, VC VC funds and strategic angels, uh, mm-hmm. mostly from mostly from Egypt. We have one Africa-based fund. Uh, that invested in us a couple of weeks ago, and we're working on a on a, on a much bigger round um, at the moment. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll be able to announce uh, that over the next couple of weeks. Okay. But yeah, uh, okay. we are we are um, we are very close to to kind of securing um, our we're calling it seed stage um, uh, and kind of the growth phase for the for the company and kind of expanding into new markets so primarily we're raising for uh, the opportunity in nigeria and to further scale um, kind of our egypt operations and maybe 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 launch one one other market uh, early next year if everything goes according to plan okay. uh, we're also working on a couple of large uh, distribution agreements with uh, telecom operators and um, and oems so smartphone manufacturers so actually, our our launch in Nigeria is with um, um, with one of these uh, with one of these partners, um, and yeah, I can't announce it just yet. But hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of weeks, yeah. Uh, yeah, but then oh, yeah, that means um, 
that WhatsApp is going to be pre-installed in maybe one of their devices or some some products that they have. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So with the, with a product like like ours, you need distribution. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we're looking into kind of for our future. Uh, this is going to just be an important part um, in our strategy. Yeah, yeah, this is really, really amazing. Um, and expanding to Nigeria is also really big. Nigeria is a big market. Nigeria is also another market that has this internet connectivity issue. So yeah. really, really big need. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited, you know, and I can't wait for all of the announcements as they roll out. Um, yeah. The next question I have for you is, you know, what, are, what would you identify as the major challenges that you face today um, on the day-to-day running of Wasla? Yeah. Uh, do you mean like today today <laughs> we have challenges yeah, yeah. today yeah, we have challenges no no i'm joking but yeah uh, obviously being uh, being a startup you're you're faced with challenges um, on a daily basis and and most of them are new challenges and especially with kind of building something like like ours where there isn't a playbook right there hasn't anyone there there hasn't been anyone that's built um, a browser so in terms of talent getting the right kind of experience uh, um, is probably our one of our biggest uh, challenges uh, just because kind of what we're doing is so new uh, there isn't a playbook it's technically very very sophisticated um, and there are a lot of kind of moving parts so definitely our uh, our main obstacle is the kind of talent and trying to make sure um, that kind of we build what what we actually want to that's definitely number one uh, number two um, Right now, probably um, because kind of we're getting ready to expand into Nigeria. Um, so going through kind of the process of globalizing the product and uh, making sure kind of from an architecture point of view that you can accommodate uh, these different markets, but still offer kind of a personalized experience to to, uh, to our users. And that is kind of something that's a little, little bit uh, new to us. Um, and that's kind of something that, that has probably taken most of our effort over the last couple of months, is how do you set up operations and processes across multiple countries? How do you localize the product? Um, and kind of figuring out all of these moving parts from, from scratch, uh, that, that is probably um, the most immediate challenge for, for us at the moment. But yeah, uh, generally talent, and I think kind of most startups or most tech companies are going to be facing this issue. A very mm. limited, very limited pool of engineers. Yeah. Um, um, not don't necessarily have the adequate uh, experience, and especially with a consumer product like ours, mm. um, there hasn't been a lot of consumer-facing companies that that have come out of the region. Probably Kareem, or Kareem is probably kind of the, the largest uh, largest consumer-facing technology company that's made it out of the region. Uh, but other yeah. other than that, uh, a lot of it is still B two B. It's still SaaS, it's still things like that. Um, so yeah, just finding the right people that have done it before, um, that's definitely uh, a challenge. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And I, I, I think one of the relatable challenges you mentioned is like finding um, talent. Um, there's a big talent problem in, in Africa, in actually all of the emerging markets. And yeah. so, um, um, but like I like that you guys are you know confronting these challenges head on and like finding solution day after day you know and you know as you go. So yeah. I, I think the next the next you know question I have for you is 
how did the pandemic affect Wasla? I know that Wasla is one of those businesses that the pandemic yeah. accelerated adoption. Yeah. So I'd like to hear the story about it. Yeah, so we started January. We had maybe a hundred thousand users. Yeah, and uh, uh, we ended the year with with over a million. Uh, oh wow! That's yeah, huge. And, yeah, and uh, and this was kind of at the, at the time as a company and as a startup, obviously. You always have everyone in the office for long hours and everyone's working together very, very closely. So all of a sudden during this massive growth and kind of it's a super early stage in, in, in the company and everyone needs to kind of work from home. And obviously as a startup, you don't have the operations and the processes and, and the rituals kind of set up um, in, 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 in the best way. So on, on the user side, definitely it was uh, it was incredible growth, uh, uh, something that, that that kind of was very, very exciting, but very, very stressful at the same time. Um, but kind of on the on the management level, it was really, really difficult um, for us to kind of continue managing the team under if I don't know if you remember kind of like last March when you you generally didn't know what's what's happening or kind of what yeah. the future holds. Yeah, um, it was confusing too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we've adjusted very, very quickly back uh, back to normal. But kind of during that time, uh, having that that insane growth, uh, and at the same time having to move to remote work and still manage the team and still manage growth and still manage everything and still fundraise and and everything else, it was uh, it was generally very, very difficult. Um, but I think we did we did an incredible job there. Um, yeah. And obviously the support of the team and and. and everyone else but yeah um, on on the business side also it was very very challenging because we generate revenue historically our focus was advertising revenue more recently thanks to COVID we've shifted to e-commerce more and more but uh, when we started when we started the year our main revenue stream was advertising that obviously took a very very big hit Um, so that's kind of why we had to pivot business models uh, as well and focus on e-commerce and kind of an affiliate um, monetization strategy so yeah um, a lot of positives uh, generally uh, a very uh, rewarding year um, uh, for kind of personally and professionally I think everyone grew a lot Um, and yeah uh, I'm I'm just happy that kind of we got through it and all in one uh, all in one piece and uh, better than, than kind of how we started last year yeah yeah finally before i let you go what is one lesson you've learned as a founder you like to pass on to another founder in egypt today uh, good question good question um i think um a lot of a lot of uh, one of the kind of the biggest mistakes that i see um, and, and a mistake that I've done previously because uh, this isn't kind of my first uh, working at my first uh, startup but um, you need to get perspective uh, on the problem that you're trying to solve um, I think uh, a lot of the entrepreneurs uh, I meet recently that have kind of just begun um, or just starting to build their startup uh, they get a little bit kind of too close to the problem and to the solution that they're building um, and they're kind of uh, blinded by kind of a, a different way to solve this problem or um, or, or anything else. So I think just perspective, uh, getting perspective on the problem that you're trying to solve 
uh, whether you're getting this perspective from market research or from um, iterations or just trying a bunch of things and then finding what works uh, but just don't don't get obsessed with with the solution or, or with with what you've built um, accept criticism um, it's not the end of the world if, if people tell you no um, we've been we've been told no over a hundred times people have called us crazy um, but but at the same time we've always stayed agile and we've always iterated and we've always kind of kept an open mind um, but yeah, um, I think kind of that's that's one major thing that uh, that uh, one major mistake that, that I've done before um, is just hold on to my idea a little bit too close to me. Um, whereas in uh, you just need to be a little bit more objective um, and yeah, uh, try to solve the, the, the try to solve the problem in the best way possible. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, make sure to always get perspective. Make sure to always iterate whatever it is you're building, so that you you are actually solving for a problem, and exactly. not you know being too attached to a solution that you've already had in your mind, or you've discovered, or you've started building, or you've built. I, I think that's really really a strong lesson. And on that note, I'd like to say thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the couch today. This has been really, really, really interesting. What do you think? Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure and I'm, I'm very happy to kind of uh, have told you a little bit more about us and hopefully I'll be back soon with even uh, bigger updates and, uh, and, and more progress over the next couple of months. Thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to everyone else listening, if you really want to save money, um, on data charges and you are in Egypt today and you don't know about Wasla browser, I think you are not up to date. So make sure to check out Wasla browser. You literally you, you literally save a lot of money. You save at least 30% on data costs just by using that browser, you know. And you really also get to see businesses that matter to you, business that matter to your location, business that matter to you, um, that are connected to your region, your area, being shown to you um, instead of just random ads that doesn't even have anything exactly. to do with you, um, maybe from the US or from any other kind of market being shown to you, right? So it, it's a browser that's built for you and with your needs in mind. So make sure to check out Wasla browser today um, exactly. if you're in Egypt. And, you know, for everyone else listening, make sure to subscribe, make sure to share this episode with your friends. And until next time, see ya. Thank you.